We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to this KGNW broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. Well, this is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. And I always enjoy this time together as we share the faithfulness of God in our lives. Our guest today is Courtney Annable. She's uh, one part of the pastoral staff, the youth pastor staff, and at uh, Living Way Foursquare Church in uh, North Seattle. And uh, Courtney, welcome today to Heart on the City. Thank you. Yeah, well, I had an opportunity to hear your story on Easter Sunday. Yes. Uh, Pastor Kai there at the church uh, had a couple people share, and uh, I got a chance to hear it, and I and I said to you, I'd love for you to be able to share your story on Heart of the City, and so here you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit first about you You and your husband yeah. are on staff at Living Way Foursquare Church, yes. and what do you do there? We are the youth pastors there. My husband actually oversees everything from nursery to high school, but my involvement is mainly with middle school and high school. Oh, good. And how long have you been doing that? We have been there uh, coming up on two years, uh-huh. so, and before that, we were involved um, in youth ministry really heavily, not on staff, just served at our last church for a few years before that. Uh-huh. So, good. Well, the Lord's called you to do that. Yeah. And so, uh, well, let's go back, and uh, did you grow up in this area, in the Seattle area? I grew up on Whidbey Island. Okay. So, yeah, well, not where, too far. Where on Whidbey? In Oak Harbor. My dad was in the Navy, so we were just yeah. right right off the military base there. Uh-huh. And what was that like growing up on Whidbey Island as a Navy kid? Yes. we. Well, I was very fortunate. We um, only moved twice when while my dad was in the military, and that was from Whidbey Island to California just for three years when I was really young, before I was in school, and then back to Whidbey Island, and we stayed there all the way through high school. So. Well, you're fortunate, aren't yes, you? Because yes. a lot of kids are moving around every other year or so yeah. in different locations. So what would, what did your dad do in the Navy? You know, he kind of did a bunch of different stuff. I don't really know what his title ever was. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was active duty until we were, I was in middle school, late middle school, and then he switched to recruiting so Uh that he would travel a little bit less. And then he retired my sophomore year. Oh, wow. Oh, good. That's that's interesting. So what was life like growing up on a... uh, Did you live on the Navy base or did you have housing? You had housing in... in, uh in the town yeah yeah Yeah. so um yeah it was I mean Woodby Island's beautiful which you don't know when you're five years old but (laughs) um my dad was um just a super hard worker so he um and then just the nature of his job he was gone a lot um Mm -hmm. until he switched to recruiting late middle school 
Um, so usually about six months of the year, he would be gone on the boat. Um, and my mom also worked full time. She was a nurse. So both my parents were super hard workers and worked incredibly hard to provide for us. And what was that like as a kid to have your dad gone uh, for extended periods of time? Yeah. Um, you know, I think when I was younger, I, it was just normal. So I didn't really, um, think much of it. And then my dad, when he was home was, um, you know, he still worked and had to go to work every day, but was just very, um, absent and he lived with us our whole life but just didn't really um have a whole lot of involvement which I think in part was because he was gone for so much of it Mm -hmm. um and he missed so many kind of milestones and so it, it it wasn't a huge transition to go from him being home to him being away it was just we didn't see him yeah. anymore. So as a youngster, sometimes if that seems normal to you, you probably didn't think you were missing anything, did you? Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not at all. And so how did your mom deal with that transition? Was she, was it kind of, was that, was he kind of absent from her as well? Yeah, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. another thing I didn't, as I get older, I'm realizing more and more kind of the strain that their marriage had and... Uh, like I said, my mom was a really hard worker, too, so I think that was in part her way of kind of dealing with that. She just would go to work and work really hard, and then at home, everything was about me and my brother. I never saw my parents, you know, spend time with each other or prioritize each other, um, which, you know, being young felt good that you got all the attention mm-hmm. from your mom, but mm-hmm. as I get older, just realizing you know, that that wasn't necessarily a good thing. And it wasn't, uh, yeah, just their marriage was never really in a good spot. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what was the what was the spiritual life like in your family? Was there any involvement with church or with spiritual things or God or no, anything like that? There was not. The only, um, there was a few times on Christmas or Easter where my mom would suggest that we should go to church as a family. Uh, my dad was didn't want anything to do with it, so we didn't. Um, and really the only sort of church experience I had uh, my whole life, really, um, was if I had a sleepover with a friend and they went to church. Mm-hmm. And I got to go to church with their family. Um, but I really only recall that happening two or three times. Mm-hmm. So I knew nothing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, but you had a, a stable mom and yeah. you had a stable home in the sense of, you know, you were well-fed and well-cared yes. for. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about what was your life like growing up and just the experience you had in grade school and then on into middle school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, as far as I knew, life was pretty normal. We um, we weren't rich, we weren't poor, just we always had what we needed. Um, and I think middle school is, my brother's just a year, was just a year ahead of me in school. So we're really close in age. Um, and I think that's when we kind of started realizing uh, my dad's absence when he was home and uh, just the getting older, realizing, oh, my parents aren't in love with each other and they Mm. don't have a happy marriage. And 
um, you know, dad never comes to sporting events and doesn't show up at school activities. And um, so getting into middle school, um, I think I realized that a little more, but obviously, you know, had no no way to really process that or talk about it. And my family, um, we didn't really even have dinners together very regularly. So there just was a not um, an open place for communication and processing feelings and um, just so a lot of it kind of was kept inside. And um, I don't even think I realized and I'm still learning years mm-hmm. later the effects that it had and and just um yeah so at the time i think i just thought life was pretty normal yeah um but definitely you know and and even when i was that wasn't that long ago for me <laughs> i'm only 25 but you know divorce was pretty normal and mm-hmm. so it wasn't i i wasn't you know the weird one at school or or, and my parents weren't even divorced, but just unhappy marriages were normal. And so I didn't think much of it. Yeah, that yeah. was just a normal way of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you grow and and, and went on through middle school and, and, and high school, what was happening within you in your own spiritual walk? Yeah, so um, early, early on, I mean, as early as late elementary school, I... Um, just a desire for affection from guys grew in me. And in fifth grade, I fourth or fifth grade, I had my first boyfriend, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in middle school, that just kind of rapidly progressed and um, became even more apparent in the way that I dressed and the way that I acted and um, the relationships that I developed. And so... Um, as early as middle school, I lost my virginity, mm-hmm. and that, you know, obviously just escalated even more getting into high school. Early high school, um, I went to my first party and just kind of continued down on that road and really had no um, concept of spirituality or spiritual things. I had, as soon as I got into high school, I had um, this very funny friend group where half of my friends were kids that had come from the Christian school and the other half were um, the crazy party kids, which I was part of. Uh, but we were all in the the honors classes together. So we kind of developed this bond over studying together and doing projects together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, yeah, I don't think I had really any concept of spiritual things my my friends that were christian um would kind of make comments about the drinking and i would respond that jesus drank wine (laughs) which i don't even know how i learned that but um (laughs) you probably were just parroting what somebody else yes you you know at the time yes exactly Yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean obviously because you were a part of a group of kids that were in the same kind of a party lifestyle yeah I'm sure that there was just this sense of this is normal. This is what everybody does. You had you had the goody kids on the yeah. other side, but they go to church and they're kind of strange anyway. Yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> and, and so that was just a normal life for you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So so how did that uh, that party life then escalate in your life, and and what happened? Yeah. So I um, just kind of continued on that road and. There were definitely moments along the way where I 
somewhat felt the weight of the emptiness and the brokenness, um, but I had nowhere to place that. I had nothing to do with that. And so I just continued um, and really kind of an aspect of my testimony that's I just love so much is uh, I, I went to just – kind of all the events that led up to my salvation, but the summer uh, of my junior year, or going into my junior year, I got the opportunity to go to a leadership camp, and I was involved with ASB at my school, and uh, the leadership camp, I, to this day, don't know if it was a Christian-run camp, but a lot of the principles and values and things that were talked about were definitely had Christian undertones, and um I remember coming back from that camp just thinking, I just want to love people and I want to be kind and I want people to know that they're valuable. And so that kind of began just this work in me. And I, you know, for until months later, this was now the spring, um, just a desire for God just welled up in me and nothing in particular happened. No one shared anything with me. Um, just one day I just said, I want to go to church. And, mm. um, it was really, I mean, I didn't know did at that the even time, sh- but did that kind of even shock you to have that desire. I mean, I don't think so, which is just kind of part of the miracle of it all. It just felt like it, this is my time and I want to go to church. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're listening to Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmsted, the director of local ministry, and uh, Courtney Annabelle is my guest today. Courtney, it's good to hear your story, how the Holy Spirit begins to work in your heart, even though the Word not uh, wasn't necessarily directly shared with yeah. you or somebody came and gave you the four spiritual laws or the plan of salvation. Yeah. Yet it's amazing to me how God begins to work in the heart of an individual. Yeah. And speaks in a still small voice and says, there's more to life than just what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so then what happened next? Yeah. So like I said, I had kind of this odd friend group. So luckily I could just approach the other half of my friend group, the Christian half, and say, hey, can I come to youth group with you guys? And, um, you know, obviously they were on board. So April of my junior year, I just turned 17. Uh, I went to youth group for the first time. And I just loved it. I mean, I had no idea what they were talking about. Never heard, never experienced really worship before. Um, or I, I hadn't even heard the gospel really. And I didn't know what I liked about it. I just loved being there. And uh, I didn't give my life to the Lord that first night. But I knew that I wanted to go back and just learn more and figure out what it was about. So kind of the rest of my junior year, those last couple months, I kept partying and then would go to youth group on Wednesdays and was just trying to figure it all out. And um, that summer, I ended up going to summer camp and it uh, that's just really where I encountered the Lord. Um And in a way that led me to salvation. And it was really simple. But my youth leader, there was an altar call to go up for prayer. And I didn't really know what I needed prayer for. I just knew I needed to respond. And so I went to my my cabin leader, who I had just met that week. So she knew nothing about me. 
Um, and she just, the only thing I remember her praying is that I would know the heart of the father. And just as soon as she prayed that, it just like wrecked me and the love of God just overwhelmed me. And I just knew like, this is, this is it. And, um, and, and then I have to respond and I have to give my life to the Lord. And there was no pressure, you know, no one, it wasn't like repeat after me. It was just in me an encounter with God that I had to respond to. Hmm. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. It's, um, it, it brings me to tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how the, how the Lord can, can just minister to your heart, even with, even not even a real basic knowledge of who God is, yeah. but yet he's, he's there speaking to you and he's loving you and he's putting people in your life that can help give you direction and, yeah. and, and help to, to solidify that. I'm curious, what was your mom and brother thinking at this time? Or did they know this kind of this secret struggle that you were going through? Yeah. Um, you know, I think my mom was, uh, she's just amazing and has always been super supportive. And I think she was excited that um, I was going to church. And when I came home from that summer camp, my mom actually ended up getting saved a few months later because I just was so different. And I was um, a wretched child and would not, I was disobedient and I snuck out of the house and um, just didn't respect or honor my parents at all. And so just that kind of immediate shift of like, yes, I'll do my chores and I'll do what you asked me to do. And I'll just be kind to you. Um, Mm. You know, just, um, and you know, my mom, like I said, she thinks she had always had this kind of desire of like, I know there's something more, but I think to witness it in her home every day just was like, wow, this is amazing. And so she, yeah, like I said, she ended up going to church with me just a couple months after that and getting saved. Um, And then my brother, um, yeah, I think that he, at this point, actually, no, this was the same time that he left for college. So he um, really didn't get to witness it, which is such a bummer. Um, But he, like my mom, just has been so supportive and just cared for me so greatly. that, uh, yeah, and I think kind of with that, with my brother, we fought terribly, like I think a lot of siblings do. Um, but that was also, I think, a defining part of our relationship when I encountered the Lord and I could just love him and be kind to him. And that's really when we started developing a friendship mm-hmm. was around that time. Yeah. So. Well, part of it is that you're maturing and just getting older. And yeah. then the other part of it is that the Lord did a work in your yeah. heart yeah. and uh, began to change your behaviors, changes your heart out of that heart, then the behaviors begin yeah. to change. Even though you may not, uh, you probably didn't have a lot of people challenging you saying, now you have to be this way yeah. and that way. Yeah. But yet when the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and uh, it's part of the transformation of our right. lives that takes place. Yeah. So what happens next? You graduate from high school? Yeah, so I that was uh, the summer before my senior year. So senior year just kind of happens. And 
Um, I graduate. I decide to go to Montana State following um, high school. And that summer leading up to that, um, my parents decided to get a divorce. And um, my mom found out. She dropped me off in Montana. And the next day, the day she got home, found out that my dad was having an affair And, um, so that just, they were already in the direction of divorce. Um, but obviously that kind of just catapulted things. And, um, so that first semester just was hard and I knew I didn't expect my parents to stay married after me and my brother were out of the house, but the way it happened was really difficult. And my dad, um, you know, just didn't didn't really seem phased by it at all, which was also really hard. Um, so I stayed for a semester at school and ended up going home and uh, working and trying to figure out what was next for me. I decided to do a church plant with my youth pastors uh, from Whidbey Island. They were going to plant a church in the Tri-Cities. So I was home for a few months and made the decision to go with them and all at that same time got involved in a relationship with a a member of the church plant and this was my first Christian relationship and so I really had, um, you know, no, nothing was holding me back. I just thought, he's a Christian, this is going to be amazing Um, and there was a lot of things that I still hadn't dealt with and healed from Mm -hmm. and and processed and so quickly um like my past relationships that became very physical and um just unhealthy and shortly just about six months in he proposed and everything in me knew this is not a good choice and 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 I said yes for whatever reason um and right after that it ended up um, he ended up becoming abusive physically and emotionally. And by the grace of God, about seven months later, I decided to leave and um, just was at kind of rock bottom in my life. That's kind of the, the lowest of the low and in my whole life and decided to do an internship at a church as just kind of a last try to figure figure it out, figure myself out, get healed. So I joined the internship at Mill Creek Foursquare. And that is um, really just where I healed and where I, you know, I believe I was saved before, but where I got filled with the Holy Spirit and learned to hear the voice of God and just walk with God every day practically and uh, walk in discipleship and mentorship and community. And so really that kind of transformed my life and that's where I got really really healed and um, just encouraged and prayed for and challenged to grow Um, yeah well Courtney we've just got about one minute left and and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here out of out of your testimony what would you say your life's message is in the sense of how the Lord has dealt with you, what would you say is his message to others through your life? Yeah, I think um, two things. Uh, One is just the faithfulness of God. And just even before I was a Christian, 
Um, there's moments I can point back to and say, wow, God was in that or God was orchestrating that to lead me to this place. And then um, also the, the the other thing would just be identity. And that's kind of my passion is that um, young people and just everyone would know who they are in the Lord and live from that place of confidence and security and belonging and family. Um, yeah, that's what I would, would say. Well, I think that says a lot. <laughs> you know, as part of the um, my life verse, <clears throat> you're talking about the faithfulness of God, and I've shared that often on this program, is from Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. And this this program, Heart of the City, is really stories about people who who have experienced the faithfulness of God. And um, I want to thank you for joining me today and sharing your story. If you want to know, uh, hear more of the these kinds of stories, you can always go to... Uh, 8.20 a.m. The Word, Seattle, to the website and click on Heart of the City. And uh, you can check out all the podcasts of all the stories that we've shared throughout this last year. Courtney, thank you for joining me today thank on you. Heart of the City. Thank you. You've been listening to this KGNW special, Heart of the City. For more information about how your pastor or ministry can be featured on 8.20 a.m. The Word. Call Chuck Olmstead at 206-269-6216 or go to 820amtheword.com.